Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and um, I had to share a story about a brother who did something really amazing. So I'm going to do the Dr. Boyce breakdown on Lewis Hamilton, my brother who just did some amazing things in F1 racing. And most importantly, he made some amazing and profound statements that I want to dig into. Uh, and I'll do that on Dr. Boyce TV in one second. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, we also are black first on this platform. We put the black community first. Uh, we care about our community more than we care about anybody else. We don't hate anybody. We just love ourselves. So if you agree, type hashtag B1 in the chat, hashtag B1. Use that on your social media platform so we can continue the conversation. Hashtag B1. What's going on, Carla and Sarita Charles? How are you? Please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Um, uh, so let, let's talk about this. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton is apparently he's he's a badass um, at F1 racing. Um, he's uh, from England, and he is just ripping the rails off in terms of of his talent uh he's kind of he seems to me almost like like what tiger woods used to be for golf you know remember when tiger used to go out there and it would be tiger against you know 200 white boys and he will whoop them all like that's how great tiger was you know 15 20 years ago until that until things got messed up with that white lady he was married to after that he kind of went downhill but you know all great things must come to an end um well you know here uh we have a guy who is extraordinary and um i don't know about you guys give me a yes or no if you even heard of lewis hamilton give me a yes or no in the chat if you knew who he was knew anything about him followed him at all uh maybe i'm late to the party you know i, I i'd heard his name you know I, I do uh conversations with the urban youth racing school uh every now and then um you know out of philadelphia the, the urban youth racing school basically helps our kids get into um things like you know race car driving formula one and nascar stuff like that and uh so i'd heard of lewis hamilton that way but i didn't know much about lewis um i don't know let me know if you okay i see slacker says yes the helping hands cleaning says no uh okay bunny lee says hell yeah best of all time gwen gwendolyn yes carla no demetrius no okay well let, let's 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 give the brother some respect let's shout him out all right so i'm gonna pull up this article on uh lewis hamilton do me a favor hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done that please hit the thumbs up share and subscribe button so lewis hamilton let me tell you first of all what he did you know he um it says uh here on cnn that lewis hamilton may be formula one's most successful driver but after securing a record equaling seventh uh world title on sunday the Briton said he still had plenty left to achieve this is a seventh world title Namely, his big achievement, he says, is he wants to make the sport and the world more diverse and more inclusive. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second because you guys know how I have strong opinions on 
all aspects of, you know, blackness. And uh, because I think that's important to really think about what that means for all of us. And so basically he, they said that he, um, he won an, the 94th Grand Prix victory. And I, you know, I mean, that seems pretty tough right there. 94, my God. Just winning one, I imagine, is a lifetime achievement for a lot of people. This brother won 94 times. Um, he also equaled Michael Schumacher's tally of seven world titles, the one remaining record of the German great that the Englishman has not yet surpassed. So he's been taking out his his records one by one, this Schumacher guy. And uh, today he is um, – he's passed up Schumacher uh, in the final um, holdout. And, uh, and I mean, and this is just black excellence. I mean, give, give his brother a digital round of applause for exemplifying black excellence. You know, I mean, we're the original man, we're the original woman. The black man, I believe, is the greatest man in the history of this world. I, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, they can get mad at me for sounding like a black supremacist. But, you know, hey, if the shoe fits, if the shoe fits, I'm going to put that damn thing on and I'm going to tie up every single lace. So, yeah. So then there's that. Um, seven world championships means the world to me, he says, I can't even describe how much, but there's still another race we have yet to win. Okay. So, uh, he says this year I've been driven, not just by my desire to win on the track, but by a desire to help push our sport and our world to become more diverse and inclusive. I promise you, I'm not going to fight to stop fighting for change. We have a long way to go, but I will continue to push for equality within our sport and within the greater world we live in. So he says, equally Schumacher's record puts a spotlight on me that I know won't be here forever. So while you're here paying attention, I want to ask everyone to do their part in helping to create a more equal world. Let's be more accepting and kinder to each other. Let's make it so that opportunity is not something that is dependent on background or skin color. All right. So, you know, let, let's let's you know, let's cheer the brother on like nice statement. I really like that. I appreciate that. Right. I appreciate that very much. Um, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to challenge your thinking just a little bit on this. Um, uh, here's, here's the thing, right? I, I think that what he said is absolutely appropriate. I mean, he made a lot of good points about, you know, I think his dad, uh, sold a lot of the family assets so that he could actually perform, uh, or actually get on, get on the track in the first place, uh, because it's an expensive sport and his father didn't have a lot of money. And this is one example of how wealth disparities play a part in opportunities. When you grow up without the resources you need, then you can't do the same things that the rich white kids can do. And uh, and, and his father, though, uh, showed that if there's a will, there's a way. And, and just like I tell you guys, look, if you really want something for your kids, it's out there for you. Don't don't tell me you can buy a hundred dollar pair of shoes, but can't buy a thirty dollar book for your child. Like that's trifling, right? We know that's trifling. So his father, shout out to his dad, shout out, shout out to all the strong black fathers in the building. And I'm sure he had a mother. I imagine he had a mom, shout out to her too, for guiding him in a way that taught him the value of sacrifice. Uh, you cannot succeed in life without sacrifice. You cannot win at anything without hard work and without obsessive, relentless commitment to what you want. The greater you want to be, the more obsessed you have to be. The stronger you want to be in the end, the more adversity you're going to have to fight through. There is no way to heaven unless you're willing to go through hell. Anybody who tells you different is lying to you. So uh, you need to go ahead and just call them a liar and go down the path of excellence. Black excellence uh, usually is preceded by some degree of black pain. That's just what it is. That's just life. So so I, I love that. Right. I love that story. I think it's great. Um, I love the idea of black people doing something that's different and not stereotypical. My God, we we have an oversupply of rappers. We have way too many rappers. We have way too many basketball players. We have way too many football players. We got kids that 
uh, think they're going to the NBA and they will never grow above five foot eight. Uh, if you're five foot eight trying to get to the NBA, you're probably better off thinking that you're going to retire on a resort on Mars, right? You're better off thinking that you might retire with a hundred billion dollars in the bank. Uh, the, the odds of you making it to the NBA are slim to none, but because many people think that that's the only option they have, they, they, they just go right into that. You know, our kids are not looking at all the sports that we would dominate in. You know, there's so many sports we would dominate in. You got these little rinky dinky, little wimpy, little pink collar, White folks, little rich, rich, dainty white people playing tennis and golf. And then Serena Williams and Venus show up. They're from the hood. They grew up in Compton. They, they, know, they know how to fight through adversity. And then what do they do? They dominate. They dominate. T- Tiger Woods in golf. You had a bunch of little, little, little wimpy, little beta male white boys playing golf. You know, they were okay, but they weren't. They, they're not. They're not us. They're not us. We know that. Let's just be honest. Right. Tiger comes in there. His daddy is a Vietnam veteran. Shout out to all the veterans in the building. God bless all of you. Thank you for your service. And his daddy, who, who taught him, uh, you know, mental toughness. Uh, he taught him mental toughness. And Tiger goes out and does what? He dominates. He dominates. Now you got this brother, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, you know, he's competing in Formula One. You know, not to say that the other Formula One racers aren't tough, but 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 you know, when you survive. Blackness in America and around the world, and you come out of that shining the way we do. We're the only people who can go through what we go through and come out shining. Let's, we're the only ones who can go through the slavery, the oppression, the colonialism, all the crazy dysfunction, and still come out shining. So you go through all of that, you're gonna be a superstar. When I sat next to white kids, German kids, Asian kids, and 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 Russian kids in my PhD program, I I was shining. I was shining. I told him I was going to shine. I told him that's probably why they didn't like me because I was probably a little bit like Muhammad Ali, who's also from Louisville, Kentucky. Shout out to my home city of Louisville and, and RIP Brianna Taylor. Um, you know, I, I was probably a little bit too much like Muhammad Ali. I, I, I was shining and I knew I was the best. Why? Well, because because that 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 rough experience really you, you get shined into a diamond. You know, you, you get you rough around the edges. You go through some hell. You go through the dirt, but you come out, at, you know, just with a toughness and a capability that your colleagues cannot match. So, 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 stop believing that that your uh, challenges are a curse. Your challenges are not a curse. Your challenges are a blessing. And I believe black people are blessed more than anybody on this planet. The thing about the blessing, though, is you got to dig for the blessing. You got to dig for it like you dig for gold or dig for diamonds. You ain't gonna find it on the surface. You dig, you dig for it like you're drilling for oil. You got to dig. If you dig through the curse, you will always find the blessing. And the greater the curse, typically, the stronger the blessing. Because then you have a great testimony when you've overcome it all. Do you get what I'm saying? Give me an amen in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. Because that is my testimony. I did not learn how to become Superman until I hit rock bottom, until I went through the abyss. It was after I went through the abyss that I came out and declared myself Superman. And I really believe that to the core of my soul. So you can't break me. You can't fold me. You can't cancel me. You can't destroy me. I've, I've been through all kinds of things and none of those things destroyed me. So that's why the haters can't take me down now. So this is what I see when I see a Lewis Hamilton. I see, I see black excellence. I see that black excellence comes from black pain. Now, let me keep going. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, and by the way, guys, if you're tired of Twitter, I, I don't know about you, but I really don't like the um, 
the way Twitter censors freedom of speech. You know, they cut off Louis Farrakhan. They cut off people, you know, like Tariq Nasheed and others, or they they ban us and sometimes let us come back in. So I found this app called Parler, which operates just like Twitter, actually better. And uh, it's uh, they have complete freedom of speech. They're built on freedom of speech. They also allow you to make much longer tweets than Twitter does. So if you want to try it out, um, you can download the Parler app. That's how you spell it with an E instead of an O. And uh, I'm at Dr. Boyce Watkins. So feel free to go to Parler and uh, follow me on Parler. I, I used to give you guys my Twitter handle, uh, which is out there, but actually I'd rather you guys follow on on Parler because y'all know at some point I'm going to say some shit that's going to make them mad and that's what it's going to be, right? So I'd rather be in a free speech space. I don't really care if you disagree with me or even if you don't like me, as long as we're allowed to say what we want to say. Also, you can text the word voice to 31996 to get notifications when I go live. So let's go to the let's go deeper on uh, Lewis Hamilton's statement. You see, Lewis Hamilton's statement about diversity and inclusion and equality. Uh, that's that's a good statement for a guy his age. I don't know how old Lewis Hamilton is. Uh, somebody tell me in the chat if you know how old Lewis Hamilton is. Somebody Google it real quick and put his age in the chat because I, I think he's probably in his 30s. He seems like a guy maybe early to mid 30s. Uh, I'm not in my mid 30s anymore. Uh, so I figured out a few things since I was in my mid thirties. So, uh, I'm going to add to what he said. I'm going to try to take it to the next level. Um, that d- diversity and inclusion conversation is certainly relevant. Uh, if, you know, if the goal is to get, uh, more black people into these, these spaces that whites have established. Okay. He's somebody said 32, Alice is 32, Litter says 34, Bunny says 35. So we got some fake news in here. One of y'all is giving me fake news. Somebody needs to give me the number. But let's say he's between 32 and 35, or maybe he's 32 going on 35. How about that? All right, so he's in his 30s. All right, well, well, here's the thing, right? The diversity and inclusion conversation is certainly relevant, um, but here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Give me a yes or no if you're aware. This is something else that the Urban Youth Racing School uh, uh, that, that um, Anthony Martin and Michelle Martin, his wife, uh, explained to me when I went to visit the Urban Youth Racing School in Philadelphia. They told me, and this blew my mind, that black people used to have one of the greatest racing leagues. We used to own OWN. I, I know some of, some of y'all may not know what that word means. Maybe some of our people don't believe that's possible for black people. I don't know. Maybe they think ownership should only be applied in in a direction where we are the actual property. But we owned the whole damn league. Did y'all know that? Give me a yes or no if you knew this. We owned the league. And this was a big league. This was, and you, if, if you're old enough to remember that Richard Pryor movie, I think it was called Grease Lightning. If that, if that's, is that right? Uh, you know, we played, I think it was Wendell, a Wendell something. I don't remember the brother's last name. But, 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 but that gave a glimpse into some of that. But actually, even before that, black people, owned the league and were the and we were the best we the best racers in the world and these racers became famous they became famous all across the united states they would tour around the country they would fill entire stadiums filled with black people cheering on black racers who were who were superstars who made the money you know they they, they all the girls all the girls were in love with them you know they they they, they had their their self-esteem their manhood they didn't have to beg nobody for an opportunity they um, were making money uh, with these leagues, millions of dollars. They they had businesses that were making money from the league. There were there were businesses that would set up shop whenever the stadium would be filled up with people. There, there's always a tangential businesses. There's always an economy that builds around wherever people gather. 
There's always somebody there selling things. So there were black businesses. We owned all of that. That was ours. So what I'm going to say to you is that, you know, when you're talking, I, I agree with you, Brown, when he says that, you know, Lewis has given money to end racism in F1. And I totally think that's wonderful. But he, here's the thing. I want to go deeper into um, just what it looks like when we live in a world where we don't have to worry about racism because we own everything. I want to go into a world where we we have a choice between either being being a hater or being hated. You know, like I hate racism. I absolutely hate racism. But it, when I hate racism, I am a hater. But when I control the environment, then guess what? I become hated. I'd rather be hated than be a hater. I'd rather be hated than be a hater. Do you get what I'm saying? When you're the boss, somebody's going to hate you for being the boss. Somebody's going to hate you and be mad at you because you're running your own business with your family. They're going to get mad at you. They're going to say, I, I apply for a job with Nathaniel Lockridge's uh, business. And all he does is Nathaniel only hires his children and his cousins and his his uh, his play cousins and his mom and him and other black people. And he won't hire me because I'm Asian or because I'm white. He I, I hate Nathaniel because Nathaniel, you know, because he's this millionaire and he thinks he's better than everybody. He don't he doesn't have a good diversity policy and won't won't bring in any people from my community. Right. So I'd rather have Nathaniel and his kids be hated than be a hater. Do you follow what I'm saying? I want you to be the boss. I, I want you to own instead of always feeling like you are owned. I want you looking to be the, the, the masters of your destiny instead of always looking for a better master. So, so here's the deal. When you talk about all of this, right? Um, inclusion and, and equity is, is fine. Equality is fine. But I think equality is a funny concept to be pursued by a man who clearly is, is a dominant world power in racing because he does not believe in equality. He doesn't believe in equality. He doesn't go into these races. Give me a yes or no. Does 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 uh, this brother go, Lewis Hamilton, who's won seven world titles, does he go into races looking to tie with other people? Does he go into a race saying, my God, I hope that I'm equal to everyone else? Does he say, my, my gosh, I hope I'm included in the in the finalists. I hope that I can be one of the one of the guys. Or does he seek to stand out? Right. So 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 the world is like a race. The world is competitive. And, and, I, and I, I want. I want us in addition. I mean, we could talk about equality. We could talk about inclusion. We could talk about racism and, and diversity, all those things, right? Push, push for that, right? If you are in, if you're whatever white business you work for, if you work for a white man, I want you to go to that white man, get in his face and say, we need more inclusion. We need more black people in here. But when you let the black people in, there should be a plan to get black people out. You, you know, it, it's nice. It's okay. It might be okay temporarily to get black people in. But the long-term plan should be to get out. Get out. Type get out in the chat. I mean, getting in should be temporary. Getting out is your permanent solution. You only get in so you can get enough resources, so you can stack enough paper, so you can get out. Lewis Hamilton is a man who probably has made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. I don't know how much money he made last year, but I remember reading that this brother made an insane amount of money. Well, that's a lot of money where you have the ability to become an economic God. And what do I mean by that? That very specific term, an economic God, an economic God, a God that has the ability to go to a six dimensional reality and manifest, create three dimensional manifest manifestations of his six dimensional vision. He has the power and the ability to initiate things. He has the power and ability to have a vision and then go make it real. 
like when I told Alicia, <clears throat> I said, babe, let's get a house. Let's get a better house. Let's design this house and let's get builders to build this house. We don't want no house that's already out there. We want to manifest the house that we want to see. So, so that is what I'm talking about. Everybody's got some God inside of them. Everybody's got some God inside of them. But you cannot, you cannot manifest the power of God when you are sitting up under somebody else's umbrella. You cannot manifest the power of God when you are simply the result of someone else's manifestation. When you are simply, you cannot manifest and create things that on your own and initiate things on your own, which is both godlike and masculine energy. The masculine energy is the initiation. Godlike energy is the manifestation. You cannot manifest and create things on your own if you're always reacting to what somebody else has built. When you always see yourself as a product of someone else's reality. Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? I, I know it probably sounds a little weird, a little deep, and meta, almost metaphysical, but I'm not, a metaphys I'm not a metaphysics expert, but I am a mathematician. And the more I learn about metaphysics and they talk about higher dimensional realities and vibrations, I'm like, oh, okay, you're talking about mathematics. And really, if you go high enough in mathematics, which I've done, I've taken classes with math PhD students. Uh, when you go high enough in mathematics, you actually find that it becomes really spiritual at the highest levels. It's, it's quite fascinating. I kid you not. So what I'm talking about here is that the black man is a god in certain ways. The black man has abilities that are are, are extraordinary. Uh, if you want to see black men truly self-actualizing, just go look at a black man when he's got plenty of money in the bank and he's totally free. He's got plenty of confidence, so he's not scared of nobody. He's got plenty of culture, so he knows who he is. He's got plenty of education, so he knows how to be strategic. And he goes out and he makes a plan and he creates something that no one else has created in the world. So, so when I when I hear conversations about inclusion and diversity, I think that's fine. I see that as a plan to get in, but the long term plan for Black people should be to get out. You know, we sure we want to have more Black NBA players that are making millions of dollars in the league, but eventually we want to own the damn league. We sure we want to get a, a, a one or two Black people in the owner's suite in the NFL, but eventually we want to own the damn league. We 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 want to make the decision that allows us to determine how many white people are going to be allowed to own teams. We are not animals. We are not lower tier. We are not betas. We're not meant to, we, we're not built for that. We're built to be the alphas. We're built to be the winners. We're built to be the leaders. And that's what Lewis Hamilton is showing the world. Ain't no white man ever done what he's done. I'm not, I'm not dissing white people. If you're white, I don't hate you. I really don't. I just love myself. I just love the shit out of black people. I don't hate you, but for real, Look at all of history. Think about this. We think about this process, process this for a moment. White people have thrown thousands of their of their own into the sport, like thousands of them, like thousands of little white kids have all the money they need to go into Formula One racing. We have like we send one in every 10,000 of our kids like we send one or two and that those one or two people dominate the whole damn sport. Imagine if there were 100,000 Serena Williamses all throughout the United States. There wouldn't be room for anybody else. Imagine if there were 100,000 Tiger Woods, 100,000 Lewis Hamiltons. Now, Lewis Hamilton's biracial. Uh, Anthony, uh, Alchemy says Lewis Hamilton's white. He says biracial. I'm going to give him biracial because he's probably been treated like a black man in most of his life. So, you know, if you claim him black and you got black in your blood, I'm going to go ahead and give you credit for that. I'm not going to dismiss you just because, uh, you know, because you got whiteness in your blood. Most of y'all in here got some slave master DNA. Come on, tell me, am I telling the truth or not? Seriously, most of y'all, if you do your DNA test, 
you're going to find that you're a little bit British, a little bit Irish. Maybe you got some Scandinavian in your blood because y'all know that they were raping slaves back on the plantation. So let's not get into the technicalities here. Um, I, I personally think this brother's amazing. I love what he's doing. And what I want to encourage brothers to do is go to the next level. Um, sure, get black people in, but your long-term goal should be to get black people out. That requires strategy. It requires creativity. It requires the ability to manifest. It requires us as black men stepping up our game and truly becoming men and not simply becoming children who are responsive to what a white man has created. That's not that's not the, that's not the fullness of, of black potential. If you ask me, we're too great to be sitting up under somebody else. Do you follow what I'm saying? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you understand. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up. Share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, if you're interested, we have financial workbooks for children. If you want to get your children ahead on wealth and things like that and how to invest, how to own real estate, how to buy stocks, all this stuff, uh, feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. We actually have packages with workbooks and flashcards that you can use while you while your kids are learning at home. They might as well be learning from you. Uh, these workbooks were designed by black experts uh, specifically for black children. And there's the URL. You can go to financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. All right. So and also, last but not least, text the word boys to 31996 if you'd like to um, get text notifications. And uh, also tonight, don't forget that we do um, the Black Business Pitch Competition on FinancialJuneteenTV.com. So make sure you subscribe to FinancialJuneteenTV.com. At 8 p.m. tonight, we're going to do the pitch competition. You get to vote on the winner, and you get to see Black business owners pitch their business. Uh, it's You could compare it to Shark Tank, except it's much, much better, and it's much, much blacker, and it's much, much more effective because we actually teach you how to get your business uh, on a higher level because we need, we need business owners. We have an oversupply of 40-year-old rappers, um, I want to see an oversupply of eight-year-old investors. I want to see an oversupply of 12-year-old business owners. I want to see us have an oversupply of 21-year-olds who own real estate. That's where I want black people to be known for. I don't want us to be just known for sports. Okay, guys. So I'm going to go hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button before you go. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Peace.